Let's pray. Father, we lift you up right now, Lord. Father, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how this is going to come out, Lord. I'm just being led by you, Lord, and I pray, Father, that this would be impactful, Lord, that you would be glorified, Lord, Father, in this. And, Lord, just lead me, God. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how and what you want to do, Lord, but I pray, Father, by the Spirit of God, Lord, that you open my mouth and that you would deliver a message, Father, that would be impactful for the world, Lord, and that all our subscribers and everyone that's following us, Lord, Jesus, Father, I pray that the Spirit of God and the fire of heaven would fall, Lord, in every place, Father, that is, hears my voice in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, God, that you would fill this room, Lord, that you would fill it with the Holy Ghost, God, and that you would lead us, Lord. Father, I pray against any demonic influence and anything that tries to come against this message. But Lord, have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ed Fernandez Show. It's a little different episode today. I'm, I'm by myself. Not, never done this before. Uh, I was uh, I was praying, so I apologize for uh, what you're seeing right now. But you know, the show is called, you know, do you really want to be an entrepreneur? And here's why: being an entrepreneur is very, very difficult, and it's very hard. I'm not trying to discourage anyone from being an entrepreneur. I am trying to encourage you to be an entrepreneur. So here's what we're going to do today. And I, I, I apologize because, you know, I don't know the format. Um, I'm just going to go for it. And I pray that you get something out of this. But here is right here. You see this stack right here. This is like five journals and this is 23 years of my life that I have written on. And the 23 years of my life, starting in 2000 to 2023, there has been a lot, a lot, a lot of tough times. And there's been a lot, a lot of happy times. But the point of this show today is to show you that, you know, when you see the Ed Fernandez show and, you know, you see the planes and you see the cars and the watches and, and you know, you see my family and you see all the wonderful things that God has done. It never started that way. It was, it was a journey and a journey that taught me how to trust my father fully. And so there was an episode that I, that I said, you know, when you follow Jesus, it's kind of like cheating. And I said that because of this experience of the 23 years of my life that God showed up every single time. 1031 crowdfunding and the businesses that we own wasn't because of Ed and Ruth Fernandez. 
It was because of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, who was so kind and gracious to pick me and my wife to do this business. But we're going to start here, and I'm going to attempt, and, and please forgive me, but I'm going to attempt to read some things. So I'm going to use these right here, and this is probably going to be part one and a part two, because... This is right here. I'm going to stop at 2014. But these right here from 2014 to 2023 currently. So I'm going to put these to the side because I'm not going to use these today because then we'd be like five-hour podcast and you guys are going to fall asleep and it's going to be all boring. So we ain't doing that. But we're going to do this. So I'm going to start. And, and you can tell, you know, look at this book. It's just. It, it, it's in pieces. I, I, you know, it doesn't even, it, it doesn't even, I, I gotta, this is like, this is like the most, if, if, if God forbid there was a fire, these are the first things I'm grabbing, right? Um, because these mean so much to me, but you know, this, this journal started in 1995, actually May of 1995. And it was given to me by a friend, but I really didn't start journaling uh, until 2000. And um, I'm going to go to a place, um, and ironically, it was five years later, May of 2000. So what I'm about to read you is I used to work, well, let me tell you, you know, prior to um, being in the financial services industry and, and doing the real estate and doing all the things that we do, um, I was a produce manager at a health food store, and I I counted uh, tomatoes and lettuce, and I set it up, and I think I was making $7 an hour. <clears throat> and then from there, I think in, in one of my episodes, probably episode zero, uh, I was approached by a friend from church, and I took on a job at a, a place selling uh, precious metals. And then from precious metals, I went into the commodities industry and started trading, you know, currencies and pork belly and cocoa and all that other stuff. And I got fired from that job. I went to Miami to preach at a Spanish church. And when I got back, I was fired. And I, 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 I was devastated. And um, even though I was devastated, I was kind of relieved too because it was a grind and I was very unhappy even though I was making money. And so this right here picks up from that point. This is May 14th, 2000. And so I'm going to read this to you. And what I'm going to try to do as I'm reading is I'm going to stop and kind of tell you what I was feeling at the time. Um, because as I'm reading these things, it's stirring up a bunch of memories and so hopefully, and I pray that this ministers to you and, and lets you know that the journey that you're going through right now is normal. It's okay. Um, shoot, what is this? Is this, uh, is this mine? Oh, yeah, this is mine. My, I got to put this away. This is important. This is a letter from my son that he gave me that uh, I'm cherishing and I'm putting this away. I don't want to lose that. But the journey is very, very normal 
It's normal to feel scared. It's normal to feel discouraged. It's normal to feel God is not hearing you. It's normal to feel like you're going to fail. It's normal. If it wasn't normal, you wouldn't be called an entrepreneur. Because being an entrepreneur is a scary thing. But man, it is also a rewarding thing. So let's get started. So here we are, May 14, 2000. And thank God I have good handwriting because I know what I wrote. It says, and, and, and this is God talking to me. You know, and I keep saying, he does talk. Be encouraged and in control. Don't lean on my own understanding. Don't waste my thoughts on things I don't need to think about. Keep seeking me. Don't never get dull of seeking me. Let everything go. Heart of compassion is going to give discernment of compassion. Can't hold on to a lot of stuff. I have to let it go. Watch where I walk. Can't be walking everywhere. Have to be led by the Spirit. God is going to put me on a real discipline program. And I can't be going everywhere because Satan will have traps for me. Son, you have to stay close to me. Because in you, this is what the Father wants from me. I could tell you right now what I was feeling here. I lost my job. I didn't have much money. My son, Darian, who's 25, was maybe one, one and a half years old, little. And I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I was just on my hands and knees and I was just asking God because I was so discouraged. But God had a plan. So I'm going to continue. And every time I'll stop and say something about what I've read, God, I hope you guys get something out of this. He says to me, and this is pretty cool. I told you, I'm telling you, when you follow Jesus, you're cheating. I'm going to, I will cut, I will cut a lot of corners for you. That's what he says right here. The Bible says that the last shall be first and the first should be last. So he's going to cut a lot of corners for me. But he also says this. If you get rebellious, no cutting corners. See, it's always conditional, right? I, I, you got to be intent about your relationship with God. You got to be intent with your obedience and God will cut corners for you. But you start tripping, you start trying to do your own thing, mm-mm, that ain't going to fly with him. Here's the next day. And you notice I put little sticky notes on here. I've been, been really studying this stuff for a long time. Here's the next day. He had me in my old job to show my diligence and hard work. But now it's time to show patience and slow down. Here's what was happening. My job as a commodities broker required me to work 14-hour days. I was in the office by 5 a.m. 
trading the markets and didn't get home till 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. That was every day, all day long. It was one of the most difficult jobs that I ever had. But it trained me. It trained me not to quit. It trained me to just run through walls. It trained me to be tenacious. And you see, every time something happens, and every time you go through something, it's not wasted. Don't think you're wasting your time. Don't think that you're at this dead-end place. Because you know what? When you follow God, God takes everything and uses it. And what he did with this job is he used it to show me what hard work was. This was uh, May 2015. Let's see what we have here. This is uh, May 17th. Huh. Why did I put, why did I put this? I was praying and a cloud came in. Woo. It's no joke, man. I'm telling you. When you sit in the presence of God, I'm telling you. A cloud came into my closet. And the Lord started speaking to me. He does speak. I keep telling you that. He does speak. And then I asked the Lord, is this really your presence? I'm trying to find where a place is right here. And he says, He said, put your hands out. So I put my hands out. I put my hands out like this. And he imparted the gift of healing in my hands. And he says, and I will give you more gifts. <laughs> as I can trust you. I was just talking to Justin here who's handling all the videos here. And I was telling Justin, Justin was asking me a lot of questions about, you know, God and how do I hear God? And, and one, in, in the middle of the conversation, I said, you know, the father has a Ferrari for you. He has it for you. but you have a terrible driving record. You got your license suspended. You've been pulled over many times. You got all kinds of tickets and, and your insurance premiums have gone through the roof because you're not obeying the law. Well, even though God has this for you, here, honey, this is what I have for you. I want to give it to you, but I can't give it to you because I can't trust you. God will empower you. God will give you hmm, so many things if he can trust you. And how can he trust you? He can trust you by being intent. I had no idea this is where I was going.
Thank you, Father. But he can trust you when you're intent in your walk, in your obedience. That was May 17th, 2000. You will begin your journey soon. I will visit you in this manner as you pray. Your fasting was all I required at this time. You will live, you will be required to live this life from now on. You will have money in the bank. I want you to wait on me. <laughs> I was at the time, I was like, Lord, are you out of your mind? I had no money. We weren't even paying our, we weren't even paying our mortgage. I had a little tiny, um, I had a little tiny condo and we didn't have the money for the mortgage. All we had was money for food and utilities. We needed to keep the water on the lights on, the gas on, and I had to make sure that my baby, Darian, and, and my wife, you know, Ruth, had money so that we can eat and we had money for gas. So that was 2000. Now, you notice here's another one, and I got a lot of stuff right here. I don't know if I'm going to go through it all, but I'm going to start here. But that was 2000. I'm going to pick this up in 2001. This is a really cool story. <laughs> hopefully, I'm telling y'all, hopefully that you get something out of it, but I'm going to read, okay? This was... Uh, this was uh, January 4th. 2001. I started at Cornerstone. 1-4-2001. Cornerstone, I'll tell you, I'll give you background. So I was a commodities broker, right? So I used to trade, um, like I said, uh, currencies and pork bellies and cocoa, and I had a lot of clients. And what I realized is that you know, this was legalized gambling and a lot of people would call me and, and family members would call me because their loved ones were, were gambling away their, their, their life savings just because there was an addiction to it. And, and I, I couldn't live with that. And by the grace of God, I got fired, you know, um, but I, I got hired uh, from this real estate company. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anything about real estate. I just wanted the money. So Cornerstone was a company that created real estate products for investors to invest. Does that sound familiar to you? Because in 2001, I knew nothing. Today, 2023, what does 1031 crowdfunding do? Woo! 1031 crowdfunding creates real estate products for investors to invest. 23 years, 22 years. And I'm doing the same thing that I didn't know anything about. Because of my faithfulness, because of my, not my faithfulness, but the faithfulness of my father. So let me read you this. 
It's pretty cool, man. I, th I think it's pretty cool. Sorry. I started at Cornerstone on 1-4-2001. And it was after eight months with no job. Let me explain. Back in the day, I think I couldn't afford a computer, so I don't think we had internet. I don't know. Did, did, did we have an internet in 2001? When did the internet start? I don't know. But back then, you had to look through the newspaper for a job or, um, you know, you couldn't, like, file online and go and get a job. So for eight months, when I would pick up the newspaper looking for a job, God would say to me, stop. Stop looking for a job. Because one day he said, do you want to work for me or do you want to work for man? And I said, Lord, I want to work for you. Okay, don't look for a job. Wait on me. I had to wait eight months. Eight months with no money. How the heck did you do that? You know, in the Bible, <laughs> in the Bible, there was a, a group of people that, you know, the king Pharaoh had. It was the Israelites and God set him free, set him free into the desert for 40 years. And for 40 years, their sandals didn't wear down. Their clothes didn't wear out. When it was cold, he filed them with a pillow of fire. When it was hot, he made clouds follow them. When they, they were hungry and had no food, God created manna, some kind of food that fell from heaven. When they wanted meat, God made quail fall right in front of them so they can have meat. My point is, is I don't know how I made it the eight months. But my oil in my lamp never ran dry because of my father. So eight months without a job. Prior to Cornerstone, I was a commodities broker trading, and it was a tough job. I worked 14-hour days. In March of 2000, I went to Florida to preach at a small church in Miami. And when I returned home from my tri trip, I was fired. I believe the Lord got me fired because I would not have never left that job. From April of 2000 until 1-4 of 2001, I had no job. Not because I didn't want one, but because every time I would look for one, the Lord would tell me, no, that I had to wait on him. What if I didn't wait? What if I decided to do things on my own? Where would I be today? This is where you have to walk by faith and not by sight. You can't continue to follow God looking for signs and wonders. You just got to believe. And so because God set me up in my previous book here with the cloud and his presence, I knew he was with me. I knew it. So I waited on him. When I would look into the paper, the Lord would say to me, I told you to wait. I couldn't pay my mortgage. 
car payments, credit cards. All the money I had in savings was used to eat and pay the utilities. During that time, I believe I was in a spiritual boot camp. Ruth was drying up like a bone. Even my wife was having such a hard time. And if you know my wife, Ruth, you'd be like, you out of your mind. That's not her. That was her at that time. She was so discouraged and dried up as a bone that she stopped going to church. And one day I was praying in my closet and the Lord said to me, Go back to the church that you used to go to and that you would meet a businessman there. I'll tell you the story. We were going to a church. I graduated from school of ministry uh, from a place called Cottonwoods School of Ministry. And my, one of my friends, a, former, a, a, a graduate with me, started a church. And so I believed that I needed to go and help him. But we were drier than a bone, and, and we used to go to a church called Life Church. You know, we're still Pastor Phil and Jeannie Muncy. Pastor Phil, Pastor Jeannie, thank you so much for being a part of my life. And God told us to go back to Life Church. We used to go to their church, but I left that church to go to my friend's church. Here's my point. Very important to know where you belong and where your home is. When it comes to going to church, you can't jump around and go to this church and go to that church just because it feels good. Just because it's the flavor of the month. Make sure that's where God has you. So God told me, go back. And so I go back to this church and I'm going to the bathroom, right? And next to me, this guy starts talking to me. And we're like doing our thing. And I'm like, this guy's tripping. So he tells me and he says, uh, I've been watching you. I want you to come see me. And this is where it picks off, picks up, I'm sorry. At the time, my wife and I were having a lot of problems in our marriage because it's just like unbelievably difficult. And I was an idiot at the time. Ruth and I were having problems in our marriage when we went back listening to God, thinking I was crazy, but listening anyway. It was like a breath of fresh air for us. If God did not do something, we would not be here together to talk about it, what God has done today. He intervened and saved my marriage at this church. Three weeks later, I met a really good friend of mine, Mr. Alfred Prezaro, still a very good friend of mine. Love him. And he walked up to me and he said, I've been watching you. You have a lot of passion. We are starting a company here. And here's my card. Come and see me. At the time, I was working at a place called Oldie Discount Brokerage. That's a whole other story of how I got that job. But I went to see Al Pizarro, and I met uh, an individual by the name of Terry Roussel, the owner. 
As I sat down, Terry said to me that he was starting a company that may not be here in six months. How much do you want a month? Remember, I was making nothing. Man, I should have said like 10000 a month. Stupid me. <laughs> but I said, I need 3000 a month. That was a 100% increase from what I was making at the present time. I didn't care what he said about the company. Not being here in six months, I just wanted the money. And that's where I started my career. I started my career at Cornerstone in the real estate arena that I, I, I really didn't know I was doing. But I started there How much time have we been in this right, so far, guys? Can somebody? 30 minutes? I started reading in 2001. And my next entry was seven years later. April 1st, 2008. This is my first entry for this year. And it has been so hard. We as a company are still in need of money. For me, it has been so hard. This has taken all I have. Last night I told God, I have no more to give. And I was crying to him to fill me. I owe about $60,000 in debt that I had to pay this year. I have been discouraged before, and God has always seen me through. My hope is in him. Lord, I love you, and I trust you always. I know you know what you're doing. If I can do no more, and all I can do is stand and watch the glory of the Lord, I love you. You see, sometimes people watch this show and they'll judge me because of all the nice things that I have. But they don't know the price that my family has paid. And I can tell you, it's been worth every, do I, would I ever want to go through this again? Absolutely not. I would not. I, look, let me tell you something. If God gave me a contract and said, and I read the contract and the contract said, you're going to go through this and 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 this, this and this and this and this and this. But at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. Sign on the dotted line. I'm like, are you out of your mind? I'm not doing that. There was no way that I was going to sign up for this. No way. It was way too hard. Way too hard. <laughs> what was that date I just gave? Let me see. I'm sorry, guys. This is... Uh 
I think that was um, April 1st, 2008. This is 14 days later. Received a paycheck today. Yesterday I found that we haven't paid rent in three months. Yesterday was a tough day. Last night I was talking to God in disappointment and I said, why? And how much more do you want from me and us? I always said, why don't you talk to me in my sleep or in a dream? And last night he said, in a dream, this will soon pass. You see, when you go through some tough things, You're going to be discouraged and you're going to cry. Do you know how many times I would lay in my bed and cry and cry and cry? I cried so much. I had no more tears to give because I was so scared. But these journals, these journals that I've been writing for 23 years, these are altars. Back in the day when God created miracles, people would stack rocks and, and make altars to remind them of all the miracles that God has done. These are my altars. These are the rocks that I have stacked for 23 years. And I can go back and I can see the pain that I've gone through. But when I walk past the Jordan and I remember him parting the sea because of my altars, I could say, God, I know I've been going through some tough times. But I remember when you did this for me, and I remember when you did this for me, and I remember when you did this for me, and you did this for me, and you did this for me, and you did it over, and you did it over, and over, and over, and over again. It allows me to breathe another day. It allows me to walk another day. It allows me to believe just a little bit more, no matter what I've been going through. So these are my altars that I've been, that I've been setting up. And you notice I got a lot of altars because God has done a lot of amazing things for me. Let's see. Where are we at now? Jeez. Month later. Same thing. I was discouraged. It keeps going. Discouraged. 2008. I'm discouraged. Let's see. Where's another one? This one's uh, 2009, January. <laughs> Listen to this.
Listen to this. Thank you for your patience, guys. So in 2008, it's kind of like September, there was a, the Great Recession. Look it up. Google it. It's called the Great Recession. There was a Great Depression, and this one is the Great Recession, the worst recession our country has ever experienced. January 23rd, 2009, we start the new year at Cornerstone in need again. This is the worst economic times in our history. Four plus million jobs lost. Foreclosures are rampant because of the mortgage crisis and the credit crunch. WAMU, Washington Mutual, you guys probably don't even know who the heck WAMU is, but there was a bank called Washington Mutual, was purchased by Chase. Lehman Brothers don't exist. They don't exist anymore. Wachovia was bought by Wells Fargo, and Merrill Lynch is now owned by Bank of America. The market went from 14,000, the Dow Jones, into June, uh, in June of 2008 to 7,900 today. The fear of investing is all over the world. And also a $50 billion Ponzi screen scheme. This was Bernie Madoff. I lived through that. We have struggled to raise money. We can't even make payroll. Let me tell you and give you a narrative. I can go through all this stuff and it's pretty much going to say the same thing. But for many, many years at this company, for some reason, we would struggle month after month after month after month to make payroll. My job was to raise the money to make payroll. That was my job. We sold an investment. The investment was to, you know, invest in an, a company or an entity that we had. And that money that came in was used to take care of operating expenses. And my job was to raise that money every single month. And it was the most difficult thing that I've ever done. But remember, I just read it little while ago, that God took me through my previous job and through the grind of my previous job to prepare me for this. I didn't know it at the time, but to prepare me for this. I want to read a victory. So we had no money for payroll. And... Uh, We were all in, in the boss's office praying. We were scared. We were so scared. And all of us were sitting in the office, and uh, the boss said, Ed, I know you want an answer. 
in the natural, but I don't have one. Here's what I was asking. I was like, guys, what are we going to do? This thing looks like it's over. So we were praying in his office, and uh, my boss had a, a sheet of paper. It was a, a balance sheet. And when I started praying, God started speaking through me, and he said a lot of things that I just can't remember. But what I do remember is he said that he has provided for us already, and the money is here. Gather the fishes and the loaves, and you will feed the people. Check the accounts, God said. It is in here. And, I was, and so that night I went to a meeting. I was just still trying to work and trying to make things. And I was driving home at 7 o'clock at night. And the phone rang and I was on speakerphone. And my boss said that he had the CFO check all the accounts and that he found $450,000 that was available that he didn't know even existed. And so we had a total of $550,000. That was like one of the most wonderful days that I can remember because we were going to get paid. I worked every single day, five days a week, all year long, year after year after year after year. Not getting paid, then getting paid, not getting paid, then getting paid. Do you know I quit this job five times? Five times I quit this job and I would get in my car so angry and I would tell God, I am done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. I am tired of this, God. I'm just going to go get a job. And I would be a block away from my house. And remember, I keep telling you God talks. And God would say, do you trust me? And I'd be like, Lord, I trust you. And he would tell me, turn around and go back five times. It's okay to feel like you want to quit. It's okay if you feel like you can't do it anymore. It's normal. That's normal. Don't feel like you're a failure. Don't feel... Like you're just like some odd duck. I'm just telling you it's normal to feel like this. And I can keep going on and on and on. But I'm going to summarize this really quick. I mean, I can go to 2009, 2010. 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. I had 13 years of this mess. 13 years and I didn't quit. Wasn't because of 
by my power or by my strength, but by the Spirit of God, I didn't quit. And I thank God I didn't. But what got me through it? It was being on my face every day. Yep. It was fasting to kill my flesh so I can hear the voice of God. Yep. It was him giving me a glimpse of my future. That's what got me through this. So I'm going to close with this because episode two, I'll pick it up where we left off and finish these two because I don't want to bore you. I think I don't want to keep talking too much either. But here's my message to you, Mr. Entrepreneur, Mrs. Entrepreneur. You really want to be an entrepreneur? I have no idea how people become entrepreneurs without God in their lives because it is such a difficult thing. Everyone sees the glory and the glam and they see all the prosperity and they see all the money and all the things and they think that we're stealing from the church and they think that we're doing all these things. But I tell you, my family has paid the price. And what I'm saying to you today is that you can do it too. You can be that entrepreneur. You can do what God has called you to do. You can do what you've been born to do. You can do it. But don't try to do it without God. Because there's no way I would have been able to do it without my father. But I want to encourage you. 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 It's okay to feel down. It's okay to feel discouraged. It's okay to feel like nothing. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel like a failure. It's normal. As long as you walk with God, you will see the other side, I promise you. Hopefully you got something from this. Hopefully this is giving you some hope. Hopefully I'm equipping the warriors for the kingdom of God because the wealth of the wicked are held up for the just. So until next time, to be continued. Thank you for watching. You're the best thing of the Ed Fernandez Show. You have a great day.